People often say, oh, partnerships never work. And, you know, people say marriages never work, you know. But does that mean that you don't endeavor to make them work? You know, and, and uh, there's a reason why partnerships exist. And there's, there is a long history of partnerships that have been incredibly successful, but it takes a lot of work. This is Durable Value. Get investing and business insights from industry experts and successful entrepreneurs every week. Like and subscribe now. So today we're talking about partnerships. Uh, obviously, we've been at it for a little while now. Check my watch. Yep, yep. It's been 1987. Uh, yeah. And so we thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about how they work, uh, why they work. Why they don't work. <laughs> what, exactly. What, what a successful partnership can look like and yeah. what some of the challenges with partnership are. Yeah. I'd start by saying uh, our partnership... Uh, secondarily only to my marriage, <laughs> has, <laughs> yep. has been the most joyful relationship of my entire life and yep. helps uh, make work worth doing and life worth doing. And yep. given that we spend so many hours working and building this business, it is wonderful to have a partnership that is a, a friendship and a mentorship and a camaraderie and a, someone's got your back. Yeah. Uh, there's a mutual respect. Yep. All those things uh, are, are foundational to what has been built here. Yeah, and we have to ask ourselves, uh, why? Why did we decide to go into partnership together? Obviously, yeah. it started a long time ago as friends, but you, there's a common adage that, you know, if, if you're a friend, maybe you shouldn't be partners, you know, uh, because that can soil the friendship uh, and, and other negative consequences. For us, it really uh, started very early on with being a sounding board in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we worked in companies together. Uh, we also worked Two in Two other companies. previous companies together. Yeah. And having that uh, team, the two of us together, trying to digest things, trying to navigate things, mm-hmm. it just, it was very natural. Yeah. I always feel more confident uh, when I when I'm working with you, you're it's like we balance each other out. Your yep. aptitudes are different from mine. Yep. Uh, sometimes uh, you know, sometimes I can go a little higher and fall a little lower, and it helps balance me out. Uh, and it gives me confidence that what we're pursuing is like we any idea we've got, we balanced it against each other. I've said my part, you said your part. We've yep. gotten to better conclusions. Any negotiation that we're in, yeah, we we think through it in advance. Well, what what's that person going to say? What's this person going to say? And we, we get to better outcomes. Uh, we think through scenarios better. I, I would say also business can be a hard and lonely place, especially when you're starting and as you're building a business. Every day there are competitors out to eat our lunch, so to speak. And it can be difficult. It just grinds on the morale every day. But to have a, a partner and to have someone who's on your side, yeah. it's like whatever's about to happen, good, bad, or otherwise, like, there's nobody I'd rather be in the trenches with than you. Yeah. Like, you face that way, I'll face this way. We got this. <laughs> and it's a lot like marriage, too. Uh, you, you have that common alignment. In this case, it's a, the alignment of a business enterprise. And we each have different approaches, different ways of looking at things. But we find value in the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. I think people who are in partnerships or who have been in partnerships also maybe come from a mind frame that is more open to new ideas. Mm -hmm. 
because when you're in a partnership, you have to, for it to be successful, you have to be able to be open to new ideas. You have to be, oh, I, I am so certain this is the route we need to go. And that dang partner of mine doesn't agree with me. And now I got to get his buy-in and I have to figure out why uh, I, have to, I have to be able to articulate why I want to go that route. And then he pushes back. And at the end of the day, in certain situations, his pushback is right. And in other situations, my resolve is right. But having the openness that I, I look at entrepreneurs that are sole proprietors, and it's not only lonely, but it also makes you very open to the pitfalls of echo chamber, of not having people to bounce ideas off of. Hubris, blind uh, spots. People being able to poke holes in, because if it's only your direct reports that can poke holes into what you're saying, you can always say, well, they don't know what they're saying. Yeah. When it's your business partner, you have to listen. <laughs> and, and all that sort of speaks to the downside risk. Yeah. But there's this massive upside risk, which is that you and I are by nature joyful, competitive, hard-charging people that yeah. want to you know, move the world in some way. And we, we sort of challenge each other to, to greater things. It's like um, th- there's our whole lives there's been a competitiveness of like, oh, you did that? Well, I'm going to try to do this. And, and, and when, you, when you take that piece of competitiveness, and this is where it gets tricky, yeah. harness it with respect and low ego and an abundance mindset and um, prudent risk management, it can be extremely powerful. Absolutely. I, I, I think we regularly say that the outcome that we end at after the two of us have fleshed through something oh, yeah. is always better than that. Even if it's 2% better or 5% better, sometimes it's 50% better. But uh, that uh, it's the mastermind idea that you know the, the more minds there are at the table thinking about something, the more likely you are to come up with you know, a better ultimate result. I can think of so many property negotiations we've had where, uh, you know, uh, negotiations started to happen. And of course, it's like, oh, seen this one before, oh, saw that one before. And then, and then we talk through and it's like, okay, it, they're going to come at it this way and then they're going to do this. So if we do this and then this, we're better off. But if there's one person in their echo chamber yeah. of their head, they could get angry or they could get mad or they could get, their emotions could cloud what they're doing. But if there's a, a, a joy to it and if there's a partnership to it, it's like, okay, we got this. Go left and right. And uh, that, that always makes for better outcomes. I love the long-term approach. Both of us, since the start of this partnership, uh, have said we're in this for the long haul. We can be more successful together than we can apart. There's more than enough uh, money, opportunity, whatever. Uh, we can share that. We, we can do that together. And we can not just uh, live in abundance with each other, but create that in the world, create that in our buildings, create that in our company and, and approach life with an, an open-handed mindset, both in our partnership and uh, as company owners and managers and, and building owners and managers. And I, yeah. I think that's a big deal. And, and that abundance mindset is important because at the end of the day, you don't go into a business partnership because you, you got a buddy and you like hanging out. You know, you go into a business partnership because you want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what can happen along the way is you're very focused on what is the value that that person is bringing to me yeah and that's never going to work when when a person when a person starts with what is that person's value to me 
and have they met that value? Because it's instead of it being a a mind frame that says we're going to have a better result by the two of us charging at this, right. it's it's the mind frame of what have you done for me? What have you done for me? What have you done for me? And just like again using the marriage analogy doesn't go very far when you go into a, a marriage saying, what have you done for me? Obviously, there's a reason why you're in a partnership. It's not just, you know, hey, we like hanging out together. But but when you come from that mind frame that I'm going to get a better result, we are going to get a better result by us as partners attacking it. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I feel a burden to lead with value. I You know, I never want to I ne- and this is probably my personal psychology, but I never want to be the, the dead wood. I never want to be the dead weight. Yep. I always want yep. to be like, oh, all right, you brought that on a Monday morning. You know, okay, I see that. All right, that's how we're going to start. I, that's that's the partner oh, yeah, I endeavor absolutely. to be in. Absolutely. I, I, I see that in you too. Uh, absolutely. There's, there's a little bit of that killer instinct um, and the, the killer instinct of, I oh, oh yeah, uh, you can do that. Well, I can do this. Yeah. And I think that does touch on another important thing, which is we do each have our kind of silos or areas of responsibility. And I think that's a, a key part that, that works for us is that you're involved on the opportunity side. I'm involved on the capital side. We both uh, interact on, on those other sides. But it, it does also allow us to have that really friendly competitiveness of it can, can you find the the opportunities yeah. that keep up with the capital and can I find the capital that keeps up with the opportunities? And so we regularly have that interplay. Yeah. We we were in a, a meeting the other day with someone we didn't know that well and we we're kind of joking around and someone said something like, you know, who's the boss? Like, it, it's kind of like the question, like, who's the alpha? And in, 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 in every group, like leaders emerge. It's just yeah. human societal, you know, function or whatever. But what's interesting about our partnership is that we both feel the freedom to be alphas in our areas and we have both learned to be deferential in the overlap yeah that hasn't always happened perfectly and i'm, I'm the first to yeah. say i've screwed that up a few times Same here <laughs> but uh over 15 years of, of dulling that out i've learned to stay to be an alpha in my lane and to be deferential uh in the middle and yep. My, my, my biggest thing I'm rolling with these days is, is roll at half, 50% of ego. Yeah. Whatever ego I feel like I'm entitled to, I go at 50% of that. And that's, that's a safe zone. Maybe we just did a giant deal and it worked out great and everyone's thrilled. And I think I'm special. Yep. I'm not. And if, if, I, if I roll like I'm special, I endanger our partnership. I endanger the company. I endanger decision making. And to approach life at 50% of the ego you feel you deserve is a much safer position. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touch on an important point where I believe partnerships fail is kind of two areas. One is failure or difficulty, and the other is success. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, that's the two. We've seen both. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the failure side or the difficulty side, you see when times are tough, you hear people talk about their true colors, that yeah. that's where their true colors come out. And and that that can be really challenging, especially if you don't know that person well. Yeah. Um, so a caution that I would have to people is you have to have ways to see how a person operates under stress. 
fortunately, we've been around each other long enough that we, we each kind of know how and, and we see the signs of when someone is stressed and that sort of thing. And so, so that's, that's been beneficial. I, I love that book, the, the, tough things, the Tough Thing About Tough Things, where they talk about wartime CEOs and peacetime CEOs. And these, these are not the same person. Yeah. And I, we, we play different roles and support each other in different ways. But, you know, we, we went through the 2008 recession. Yeah. Through 2012, 2015. I mean, there were plenty of times I really appreciated in some of those darker days your resolve. And I felt like your methodical approach to, to diligently solving problems in order <laughs> I, I respected yeah. that. It brought stability to, to the organization. And I, I, I feel like we, we both bring different parts in that regard. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, you couldn't climb a mountain without passion. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, uh, that you bring very strongly to our partnership is that passion and that, that drive. Uh, because we can do things in life. But if, if we're doing them kind of because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do, we're not going to get the same outcome as that passion of I'm charging up a mountain. And uh, throughout our partnership, you know, one of the things that I feel like you've brought on very strongly is that passion for why we're doing and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back a little bit, though, to uh, the, I guess, the foibles of partnership, um, one of the other areas is success. Mm-hmm. And success breeds ego, <laughs> and we've you've really? already talked about it. <laughs> and uh, you know, we we all uh, in life, as as we become successful, we we naturally think, oh, I'm I'm pretty got pretty this, hot I got stuff. This figured out. I got this figured out. Yeah, you know. And on the, on the one hand, that's where partnerships can falter because uh, all of a sudden we're focused on self and how great I am and how I know it all, uh, where partnerships can have strength in times of success is keeping those egos in check. Yeah. Because how often do we see where a sole entrepreneur just slowly rises to become, you know, too big for their britches because uh, there's not someone there keeping them in check and, you know, helping, uh, I, I, you know, one of the one of the areas that we've talked about is this idea of a Jahari window, yeah. which is uh, it's a matrix of the things I know about myself, the things I don't know about myself, and the things I don't know that I don't know, <laughs> uh-huh. and the and the things that other people know about myself and the things that other people don't know, and and this idea that other people can shed light onto our strengths and our weaknesses, and if you don't have that as a sole operator it becomes very challenging, very difficult to have someone authentically be able to shed that light. Yeah. Another, I think of Greg Campbell, a mentor of ours and also a a business coach of ours. He was the chief operating officer of uh, Coldwell Banker. Coldwell Banker. Yeah. Um, And and an owner of of it. Yeah. Um, But the the point being is he's been a coach of ours for five or six years. And once a week we spend an hour on the phone and he says, tell me what's going on. And there's been plenty of times we say, well, you know, we – we, we tell them what's going on. Yeah. But it, 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 why I bring that up is people thinking about partnerships. There needs to be a safe third spot where conflict can be put on the table. Um, yeah. you know, recently, we, were, we, we, were, we had a little bit of conflict about it, an item. And Greg said, I know you guys have worked it out, but I sense there's still some uh, you know, animosity there. And it was you know, a week later, and it was like, 
you know, I think you're right. And, and, and we talked yeah. through it. And ultimately, we got to a great spot. But, yeah. you know, if, if, to, if he hadn't have said that, it might have just stayed in the back of our brains a little bit longer. And that, that creates risk. So, And if we hadn't had the candor and humility to say, yeah, that's still, you know, a problem or that's still something we need to hash through. Yeah. Because uh, we, partnerships will not succeed without utter and caring transparency. You know, mm-hmm. it's that it's that right balance of not being a jerk, but also not not saying things. You know, it, we we have to strike that right balance of approaching each other in a caring manner, but at the same time, a very authentic and you know not holding back. But to be clear, I think partners should get help. They yeah. should go to partner counseling. <laughs> they, they should, they well, should have a, a safe sole, spot to talk through things. And a sole operator, too. Even <laughs> more so. Even more so. Even more so. <laughs> because they, they have nobody to, to bounce off. But partnerships, you know, they need therapy, too. <laughs> Every day, there are forces in the world acting on, on the partnership in the company. And uh, it's, it's important to navigate those and see yeah. your blind spots. I recently listened to a, a, a TED Talk. I think it was Howard Stevenson from Harvard Business School. And he said, entrepreneurship is the pursuit of opportunity beyond our current resources. Mm-hmm. This is the idea that one plus one makes five. Or even better, the idea that one plus one equals 100. The idea that something exceptional or astounding could come out of something small. It's, it's taking a few pieces and making something much bigger. And the, the act of that sort of creation takes incredible will. I, I, I do not, I don't think I could do it as a sole operator. I, I, I really enjoy oh, yeah. doing it in a partnership setting. It's a, I agree. It's an I, incredible burden. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, sadly, I, I look at successful entrepreneurs and number one, I think it's amazing that they were able to accomplish that on their own because, yeah. uh, you know, to do so without a partnership, I feel, I, I feel like we have a, extra tool yeah a huge extra it's not even an extra tool it's it's like a, a whole war chest mm-hmm. just by the fact that we're both attacking something and we're both operating together in a, in a unified front and uh on the one hand i look at sole proprietors as just amazing that they've been able to comp- accomplish what they have but i also think man that's tough mm-hmm. it's not an environment that that i would want people often say, oh, partnerships never work. And, you know, people say marriages never work, you know. But does that mean that you don't endeavor to make them work? You know, and, and uh, there's a reason why partnerships exist. And there's, there is a long history of partnerships that have been incredibly successful, but it takes a lot of work. And nowhere else in our company is there a peer-to-peer relationship. I mean, we have extremely strong relationships with our executive team and our managers, but that's still not a peer-to-peer relationship. And when you approach things in that way, or when you have a person like that in your life, yeah. they have the freedom to be more candid, yeah. maybe than other people would naturally want to be. Yep. And that's, that's challenging. Sometimes people don't, sometimes I don't like that, but uh, I'm thankful for it. I, it we, yeah, we create something because of it. It's, at times it's frustrating and annoying, but what we have learned through time is that uh, our end result is always better when we're both working at it. Yeah. I think most importantly, we stand here today or sit here today almost 15 years into this partnership. And I think of you as my that sounds weird, my best friend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I spend so much time with you and we've been through so many things and 
In, including no... <laughs> uh, getting in a fight together with oh, each other. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. In seventh grade. That uh, was my shining moment. You that know? Was, uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> the day you won. Uh, you know, I, I think I've paid for it ever since. But We have framed in our office here uh, a suspension slip from seventh grade when Joe and I, you and I were uh, fighting together against each other. Over you weren't stupid. fighting much to be No, clear. I really you're, wasn't. You're, I was yeah. defending, but, you know. But, you know, part of the reason that we have that up and a photo of us in third grade is to remind us, first and foremost, but also everyone in the company, the longevity of our relationship and the, the fact that conflicts happen, and that's a part of business. But learning how to navigate those and do it in the right way is, is an essential trait. Thank you for listening to Durable Value, an investor's podcast, where we demystify commercial real estate with safe, sound investment strategies to help you balance your portfolio. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, visit grisadapartners.com, where you'll find more information, investor's tools, case studies, and more. This podcast is hosted by Joe Miratori and Ryan Suela. It's produced, edited, and mixed by Melodic, with intro music by Ian Post. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.